I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 518, the not necessarily the box office report for the week. <laughs> We're just going to keep adding words to it. I am, yeah. <laughs> until my brain explodes. Uh, for the week ending October 20th, 2019. Full disclosure, that's an Emo Phillips joke and I stole it. Which one? Until my brain explodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a thing where he goes to court and the judge is like, Emo? And he's like, yes. Emo Phillips? Yes. Your Emo Phillips? Well, are you just going to keep adding a word each time <laughs> until your brain explodes? Ah, love Emo Phillips. He's Can you get stuff. that copy of uh, Meet the Parents for us? Oh, if only I could. It'd be interesting to see what that movie Someone is like. Someone has to have He's it. got it. He's got I it. I thought he's just seen it. He has it? No, no he, he, he's he has in it. it. Yeah, he's well, got yeah, it. Yeah, so thought, he, I didn't know he, he has a it. copy. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And he's been good about keeping that on lockdown. Well, he probably doesn't want to get the living crap <laughs> That's all probably that. true, yeah. Because they like bought that thing lock, stock, yeah. and barrel. For people that don't know what we're talking about, Meet the Parents is technically a remake. The of a movie that, you've never seen. Of a movie you've never seen. Yeah. Like this, this indie comic made a movie called Meet the Parents with the same plot. Emo Phillips had a small role in it. And it was... um. Like, supposedly, like, the funniest movie ever made. Like, people just couldn't get enough of this movie. And it was so funny that the Hollywood studios pulled up with all their money. And they were like, we would like to buy that from you. And you can never release the original (laughs) version in any way, shape, or form. And that people who have seen it are like... And they're not even, like, bagging on the Meet the Parents with... Because it's a good... That's a funny movie. Yeah, and they're like, that's a really funny movie. And they're like, but... This original version like kicks the living crap out of it. Interesting, wow. and so it's so. Who knows? Sometimes too, that stuff it can get inflated in your mind sure, like sure, when you're sure. not allowed to see it, and then you're just like, ah, oh, that's got to be so good. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, I was just this I was listening to a podcast. They're talking about uh, Black Christmas. Uh, Which was, one? The, the Bob, the good yeah. one. Uh, so but like they the said, oh, there's another yet. one. There's another one coming out, yeah. isn't there? Isn't yeah, that Blumhouse though. Yeah, it might so, be. I mean, if it's Blumhouse, it might be. we got to give it a shot. But they said that like it was so successful that they wanted to do a, re- uh, a, a sequel, and Bob Clark was like, no, I'm going to go do 
a Christmas a story. Christmas story. Black yeah. New Year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Black. No, well, he, he he went and did a this, Christmas story. This was his. So Carpenter was like, "Oh man, I love that movie. Like, what would the sequel have been?" And Bob Clark was like, "I don't know. I don't know." Finally, he was like, "Look, uh, he would have the killer would have been caught and put a, put in a sanitarium. He would have gotten out uh, and gone back to the house where he did his original deed, and I would have set it on Halloween." Hmm. And everybody's <laughs> like. Is that uh, is that story real? Because if so, <laughs> Carpenter just ripped off Bob Clark. So that's the, that's the that's I just I was like, man, I hope that's not real. I hope uh, somebody just made that story up <laughs> because I hope that's not the case. There's a good chance they did. Yeah, but. hopefully. So uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We're you can Spreaker? find us. We are still on Spreaker okay, cool. I, for, I, now. for now. For now. For now. Negotiating deal if I don't like their terms. <laughs> We're this walking. Deal's getting, this deal's getting worse all We're the time. Walking away. <laughs> um, you can also find us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, leave a review. That's always helpful. And of course, you can join the League of Show Sharers, which is really kind of two things. One, there's our group called League of Show Sharers, which is a lot easier to kind of have conversations with us or with other listeners. That's always fun. Always with an asterisk saying 95% of the time it's fun. And, uh, and you can also actually become a real-life League of Show sharer by sharing an episode. That's the goal. That's the goal. So uh, people who were kind enough to share the show this week, Librarian Cynthia, Lane LeVanway, Brent Smith, Griffin Foxsmith, Ken Mill, Susan Carlson, Chris Sanders, Tom Comiskey, Chris Williams, Timmy Tuzunes, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magic Man, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ralph Tribble, Aaron Marlowe, Julianne Jordan, Gabriel Lugo, and... Ron Johnson and uh, of course Brad Hyen has been excluded off the list Brad because of the Brad Hyen try rule to sneak in, uh, try I to sneak mean he shared so it's nice yeah. he should no, but, he but should, yeah. it's not officially on the list that's correct he's excluded by the he's like the Lou Gehrig of League of Show Shares. He, that has, is, he has a crippling disease? No, it's named after him. Oh, this I gotcha. this <laughs> particular thing is named after <laughs> yeah, him. Gotcha. Yes. As far as I know, he's perfectly healthy. But, you oh, know, God, good luck in God's Please edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I'd like to think we shared, though, he was trying to pull one over on you. I'm sure he was. He's a, he's a sneaky little bastard. Yeah. So. Um, also, don't forget, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Uh, the two ways you can support the show, you can share an episode or you can become a Patreon subscriber, five bucks a month, and you get uh, bonus content and helps us out with just some of the day-to-day costs of operating. Kevin sent me a link for what the next Patreon episode and it is. We've a, got a do. We've got one coming doozy. up. Uh, let's not even say what it is. I'm not going to say what it is. Patreon listeners, <laughs> thank you. You get ready. We're going to do a fun it's, one. Yeah, it's, it looks like something. They're scripting a musical ad- <laughs> adaptation. Oh, that was Joe was leading the <laughs> charge rock, on that of Rock Dog. Yes, oh. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I thought. I thought Joe music- will play the lead. <laughs> it will be called Cop Rock Dog. I like it. Yeah, it's, that's the sequel. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly. only. It's yeah. It's only Cop Rock Dog. I'm in. Trademark real spoilers. Yes, yeah, do it now. <laughs> I sent Tom a link because uh, AMC has a streaming service now because yeah. of course they do. Why? The movie theater chain. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Got a, yeah, they got a, a streaming service. What are they going to stream? Everything. Everything, and, uh, everything crackle has passed <laughs> over. I, uh, well, no, I mean uh, video on demand, not a network. Film, oh, but, oh, oh, but okay, they want okay. you to rent. They want you to buy and rent movies now from AMC after you go That's to the theater. But, well, and my guess is twofold is one they'll probably create bundles where it's like oh 
buy the ticket now and get it on our streaming service for a nickel. That or, I hope so yeah. because that should be a thing. It's like if if they get you to where like you've bought the movie, you've seen it, right. they're going to get more people to the theater. I think it's like you buy the movie and you own it. And oh, they already have all the data of people who already went to see the movie. Yeah. To but be what if a, you use your stubs? They still know. Yeah, but I mean, like, does that? What do you think that would count, though? Since you're not actually give you a discount, they probably give you a discount or something. If you know, but um, but also my guess is long term, this is their way to like get into your homes as theaters, yeah, become less relevant. Because I think they know too that at some point these studios are going to be like, we'll just stream it to. Well, if Universal, why would Universal want to pay a theater? Yeah. when they can just throw it on right whatever service they've well, got. I mean, I think. Here's the thing. I I've been pushing for this type of thing, and there's other people that have tried to create services like this. And of yeah. course, the movie industry is against it because they want that theater money, and then they want you to buy it on home video or whatnot. But as they keep bridging the gap, I think they're going to end up killing their business because it's already like, well, the movie comes out in two to three months, right. and instead of bringing the family of five and the popcorn and all right. this wait two to it's two to three months but now it's like well if they're like 30 days after theaters you're gonna release this those people are definitely and more people are gonna be like well why would i not just wait a month and own it be interesting you if know? you could say like if you could figure out what the average price of i don't know two adult tickets are to go to the avengers and you could be like well you can rent you can go home and watch it on your tv for 25 bucks mm-hmm. and you can rent it you have it for 24 hours you can do whatever you want with it yeah and then i, mean, I that think would equal i the think cost the, of- the problem with that though is that psychologically when that movie's in the theater you're like it's a big movie in the theater yeah but if they had said but avengers is going straight to vod there's still the psychological speed bump of but what's wrong with it you sure. know what I mean? oh, that's fair and I think so fair. i think that speed bump is getting smaller people keep hitting it well as netflix puts out movies that yeah. are like you know let they're like okay that's there's the irishman yeah like that's pretty good quality yeah. like you know and and uh but i still like i also don't understand the business model of like how a studio like i mean if you put out avengers straight to your streaming service mm-hmm. or you know black panther straight to your streaming service that's a billion dollars in revenue that you're walking away from or that you're taking a chance on right you know like i mean but, if you're saying yeah. if we're saying that like those people who would have gone to the theater anyway are gonna pick it up on vod for 25 bucks you know what i'm saying like yeah. day and day of 25 bucks you can sit in your house and you can watch it it's the same pro- the only the only it's actually cheaper because you're not you don't have to buy popcorn all that crap right yeah. you know so if you're going to doesn't go to the to doesn't the, go to the movie it goes to the movie theater, studio goes right. to the theater That's so if you're they, say, yeah. if you're saying that like a we'll say one ticket is 8 bucks well it ver- it, it varies wildly well, that, mean, we're a very low market. Yeah, okay so we'll say we'll say 30 cheap. bucks yeah. to rent it day and you know friday night i'd say 16 dollars a ticket especially like these premium probably, theaters yeah, yeah that's cuz new york yeah. i think they're higher than that and and la yeah. they are so 15, but that's i think but, i, I but feel like th- but that's another problem what is that whatever you price it at for your pay-per-view price it might be a bargain in New York and L.A., but it's not. A but not here. so much in Des Moines and St. Louis, and you know. Yeah. But no matter what, you can share it. That's the thing. If I'm buying, I would pay fifty dollars for a new movie to not have to buy the expensive stuff, deal with the annoying the annoyances of the theater, and then I'd have four other people come over and chip in. You know, like I would, yeah, I, I would could, pay. They could make a lot more than my six dollar ticket. I go yeah. a lot of times during the day. It's six dollars. I'll pay them fifty and get four people to chip in. They'd make way more than us here going in the daytime to see it. 
And you yeah. got your own. I mean, you you know you you've got your own setup. Yeah. You know you've got your TV, your sound yeah. system. You've got. I've you know, got my 180 inch projector in the basement. I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but it's like I'm not watching on a 27 inch Sanyo. Humble brag. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like no, I in get the basement, it. I, totally I have surround sound and a 180 inch projector. That's Do you have and a wall I, big enough for that. Yeah, I have a whole wall that I turn into a screen oh, downstairs right, right. and then, you know, nice, comfortable couch. And so the thing is, it's like I'm not missing out on the big screen experience because people can have really big screens at their house yeah. and I think avoid I, a lot of the inconveniences. I think in 20 years, maybe, I think the, the theater experience will become like a a cinephile niche, thing yeah it's like that's a very niche it'll be thing. like only hipsters will be like vinyl kind of yeah it's, which what a weird thing that that outsold cds only because people have stopped buying cds also, oh yeah that's what I, no, like, yeah. that's not that's the head that's the headline they don't tell you right like right. people are like oh my god more than cds but like when's the last time you bought a cd i like, could tell you i will say i have bought more so the sacred bones put out like a, a special edition of the the new halloween soundtrack on vinyl okay and i was like yep Bought that. I bought the one from the Crow that they just FYE. Yeah, just they put found out. a niche. Collectors will buy <laughs> yeah. these special. I mean, that's how they're going to make money. Is yeah, putting out that, these. Give me that Die Hard soundtrack. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like with the, all the vinyls. I'm like, I'm never gonna. I. I don't own a turntable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't buy any of it. I bought one. What'd you buy? Uh, a Mickey Dolan's. They put out a this, this vanity label, not vanity, but like boutique label. Yeah. Uh, put out a thing called Mickey Dolan's the MGM Collection, and like mm. he put out. Never put out a, an album, but he put out a series of singles on MGM that were Just kind like those of little discs. Yeah, yeah, like for, yeah, and that were you know they would have a song on each side, and that was it. And I feel old that I have to explain that, but um, <laughs> those little discs is that what you just called? Well, yeah, well, they had tiny records. Well, they had tiny records. Yeah, yeah. And, well, th- what, tiny or like no, they had like well, there were L- LPs, LPs were, were like, were like twelve inch. Yeah. yeah, you know, and they had like smaller ones that had like one or right. two songs. on They had like one song. Like I so had the like, Ghostbusters theme. A on single one of would have a yeah. song on each side, and then they had EPs, which yeah. were in between. Yeah, and they were like about eight inches. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, I just thought it was funny. Little tiny discs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he put out a series of singles, but never an album. So this guy like went to MGM and like, hey, can I, you know, we give me the rights to put this on, you know, and they were just like, like, a, like a specialty. LP. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. OK, so I bought it, but only because I knew the monkeys were coming where I worked. And For I, sure. I could get it signed. So totally. Like, I like I've never listened to it. I just I just that's, that's ha- signed how, it and framed it. And the Halloween it one's still in the, in the wrapper. Yeah. It's so. not going anywhere. So, are you guys ready for me to make my point that started this entire tangent? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're not so used AMC to, has a story. We're not, in our defense, we're not used to you having a point. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I showed Tom that for the low price of twelve ninety nine, you could own Rock Dog. Oh, great. <laughs> on AMC's. Fantastic. Hey, man, should be your one get, collection. If you want to get that on Voodoo, it's thirteen ninety nine. Oh, so that's quite I log savings. in. I do a what separate a bold login. Move. I go right into AMC just to watch Rock Dog. What a, what a bold move to put that so high. <laughs> Because I was surely like I was looking around. There was a deal where you get free movies if you buy one, and I'm like, okay, Rock Dog has to be a five dollar one that could be cheap to own and get the other three free ones. No, we want full but, price. But uh, no, it's not. That's what I. I sent I, the link to Tom. I was sure he'd be interested when I did that interview with the Radio I, Silence guys. I blocked you. <laughs> they said I had to rent one of that. Like I wanted to watch their flicks before I talked to them, and I rented one. Of, one of them was on Prime, and one of them I had to pay for, and it was like four bucks. And they were like, you actually paid for it? And I was like, yeah. I mean, and I'd expect all of three well, of you to... Duncan s- that morning. They were excited. <laughs> yeah, right. They were. Uh, I was like, I expect all three of you to split that $4 that I spent <laughs> uh, equally between the three of you. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, do we have news? I feel like we got some news. 
Yeah, I you know I I, I always hate crowding <laughs> up the uh, timeline with the same type of news. Like you know, Scorsese, we had a few different items. Yeah, this- but now Francis Ford Coppola is getting involved. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't say. Please today. Fill me in. It's, he said the same thing. He said uh, the movies are disa- the Marvel superhero movies are disastrous. <laughs> so he has joined the fray. Oh Lord. Uh, Old yeah. man yells at class. That's exactly what it was. And just, I was like, uh, just, "Well, who's? I guess Oliver Stone's next." He's exactly. Little... I mean, this is exactly what like what people become when their parents yell at them and don't like their music. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "You just don't understand." And like, I'm never gonna be like that. <laughs> and then you grow up, and your kids are listening. to Somebody crap said and... this coming from the guy that directed Godfather Three. Yeah. So you know, like, what? Well, you... <laughs> yeah. Well, you. I mean, you're gonna. And honestly, also, it's not that bad. Like it's it's not Godfather one and two, which are two of the yeah. greatest movies ever I think made. That is the problem. And but it's like, but you know my stance on Godfather three. It's Rocky I, five. Uh, it's not as bad. As it's Rocky not as bad as Rocky but five. That's what it is. It's they're doing yeah. the same stuff where you're just like I don't care about this. Yeah. Like no, don't do that. There are certain there that's that's got they have some good scenes and it also and I think good performances. It, it, but. If memory serves, it came out like six months after Goodfellas. Yes, and so you know. What are you so, gonna do? So you, you also know? end up getting like, you know, the other greatest <laughs> gangster movie yeah. ever made. And then you're gonna put out the And then the you get a substandard sequel. Like, wait, the the bastard son of Sonny is you gonna try to hook up with his cousin? We're gonna Nobody sees a problem with this <laughs> storyline? We're just gonna run with it? Okay. Have you seen Scorsese's After Hours? Nope. What a great freaking movie. I watched it, sight unseen, knew nothing about it, but it was on one of these sales for $5. I'm like, okay, Who's in it? Scorsese movie. Um, Griff, Griffin Dunn? Griffin Dunn. Oh, He's really? on This Is Us. Griffin Dunn is also the best friend from uh, American Wolf London. Okay. Yeah. Griffin Dunn's in it, and he is amazing. He's he on This Is Us? Someone told me he was, then he was really good on you it. You watch that show. I do. I just... Really? Well, don't quote. Yeah, Tom will look it up. But it is a nonstop exhilarating. Like this guy, he, what's in a boot? This, this guy is just like he's a data entry guy, you know. So he's just like back when. Oh, I didn't realize that was Griffin Dunn. Because people say he's good on that. Is oh, he, I hate that character. Oh, <laughs> uh, is he good at being hateable? I guess oh. so. Like oh, whenever I see the character, he he plays. Uh, if you watch This Is Us, he plays Jack's brother, who's like this kind of Vietnam forgotten Vietnam vet okay. kind of a thing, and and uh, but it's like. Uh, Every time I see him, like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, they couldn't get Mark Marin. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's I, weird. I, I Which can't. they could have totally got Mark Does Marin. he have but a facial hair? He does in this. He He's does just, now. Yeah. Okay. But, okay, so real quick, I mean, everyone needs to watch After Hours. 1982, I want to say. I mean, it's uh, Check my plex. You can, you can fact check that, but yeah. I think it's like 1982. Let's call it early 80s. And it is about a guy who's, he's just like, you know, kind of a dead end job. He's training some new guy. You know, he's waiting to clock out. He leaves. He goes to 85. Uh, 85. Okay. And he goes to like a coffee shop and he's reading a book and he sees a girl and he starts talking to her, gets her phone number and he can't wait to call her. He, he ends up calling her at like 11 o'clock at night. It's really late, whatever time it is. And he's like, Hey, I just want to call you. And she's like, you want to come over? He's like, now? And he, she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Do you have to work tomorrow, early tomorrow? He's like, no. You know, he's just like, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to come over. And he gets over there, and it's just like anything wrong that can happen will happen. Like, okay. it's kind of a dark comedy. I would say put it in the dark comedy genre. And like, just crazy stuff happens. And it's all this like mistaken identity. And then something else terrible happens. And then just when you think he gets out of it, something else happens. And it, it never stops. Once it, it once it starts, it never lets up. It's hilarious. You feel bad for the guy. Griffin Dunn's amazing. I mean, it's just like him 
going through New York for an hour and a half nonstop. And there's there's several people of note in it. The mom from Beetlejuice. She's really young in uh, the movie. Gina Kath- Davis? No, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, Catherine O'Hara is in it. Yeah. There's just like crazy people. I don't want to. Terry ruin. Gar pops up. Yeah, and, and cool. uh, there's a monkey song. There's in a monkey it, song. So Terry, so. Terry Gar in the eighties. Thank you very much. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about this off off air. Yes. But it goes into my cute versus hot. Oh, without question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't want to spoil it, but just know like amazing performance from Griffin Dunn, and it's I mean it's really weird for a Scorsese movie. I don't think he's ever done anything before or after. It sounds since. like Into the Night. By John Landis, like it kind of has that same vibe to it. I mean, that this movie feels more like a John Landis okay. kind of weird comedy mishap movie, but uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Like, I bought it for five bucks. Thought I've never heard of this, never seen it. It's Scorsese. I've been watching a lot of his movies, like in preparation for Joker, and since then, and I'm like, what if I like? Let me fill in the gap. He's gaps. got some weird ones in there, and and I bought this, and I'm like, I I loved it. Like yeah. more movies like this, where you just like it keeps you guessing, and there's all these connections. It's so smart the way he writes the characters and they all like his mishaps like out of the frying pan into the fire right and they all connect and yeah it's just it's a lot of fun and uh that's pretty cool yeah so definitely check it out and i i mean it's one that you can buy for cheap because i don't think it's it's definitely considered one of his lesser works and but i think it's more because you don't think of him as doing comedy yeah you know what i mean yeah that's probably true i mean you got king he's of got comedy. comedy moment a comedic moment sure he like... certainly there are certainly funny moments within his films right. but you don't yeah. think of them Go get as your, comedies. Go yeah. get your shoebox. Like, I yeah. would never even Shine call... Shinebox. Shinebox. I would never call The King of Comedy comedy. I think it's very funny at times, but, like, yeah. it's not a comedy. Right. When you, know, you think of The Hangover as a comedy. Totally, yeah. yeah you know who that is that gets shot in the foot, right? It's, uh, it's Christopher, Christopher from The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it doesn't, get, doesn't just get shot well, in the okay. foot. <laughs> and what? What are we doing? And Goodfellas. And Goodfellas. The the Christopher is like a he's like a bar back yeah in like, when, in like and the, the gangster the famous bar. scene where he shoots shoots him in the foot the guy that's like hanging out like r- helping w- run the poker game yeah and like bringing him drinks and stuff and he shoots him in the foot because he's he's like he, he mouths off to him does he yeah you're right and I'm then he to... and then he shoots him later yeah he comes back and he says something to him he shoots him in the foot from mouth him off and they're like no he respects you for standing up to him you should do it again <laughs> yeah. and he does it again uh, uh, right yeah it's like ah well but that was a. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was that, Christopher. That's Michael right. Imperioli. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. I saw him on a plane coming back from Jamaica. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. But, I mean, as far as the that's, not I, cinematized, I, I think that people don't remember. First of all, like art house movies. I don't movies, think they remember. But art house movies for a long time have lived in this like, like I think they're more seen now than they ever have been. You've got theaters like AMC that. doing AMC selects. You have a lot more opportunities to see smaller movies, but art house movies generally, these ones that they refer to as quote unquote cinema, like they never made big blockbuster Avengers dollars in no. the first place. So, I mean, I think movies like Avengers are keeping theaters alive, keeping them selling popcorn, and it's just it's just like the times change and they don't like it, but it just sounds so snobby and pretentious. Movies are cinema. Like I'm with Taika Waititi. I'm with all these people. Like, well, they play in a theater. They play at a cinema. Come on, it's you can call it whatever you want. It's it's cinema. I think there for, are films and movies. That's my. That's, I, I get what and, you're saying. And that's but, a little snobby, and I don't necessarily yeah, disagree. But, yeah. but it's it's you know it's yeah. like do you want to go to the symphony or do you want to see Van Halen? No, I'm but, seeing Van Halen. But to pretend like they both don't take talent, totally, yeah, is totally agree. So totally it's like agree. the yeah. So at the base of it, and I I think it's. So people know what you're talking about. I get saying movies and film and I do it subconsciously too. like you get it. That's a movie. That's a film. I call them different things sometimes to identify them when you're talking about. But I 
I also think at the base of it, it's like movies are cinema. They play at a cinema. They're filmed on a camera. There's acting. There's a script. I mean, I agree. Stop being snobby. Like I'm, I'm really done with this conversation. I'm waiting for Eastwood or Oliver Stone or I guess Spielberg's already had his say with the whole Netflix thing. Yeah. So it's just like, but it, all the these guys are, changing, are stuck. Man. They're like, stuck in their ways, and I it does not. It does not take away from their talent. They're amazing filmmakers. But come on. It's like to, to say like, oh, this isn't cinema and this is ruining these. Like, no, it's you dumb. can enjoy lots of different movies. I think all of us have a very diverse taste and we can enjoy an art house movie and a really smart new movie that's full of you know thinking and ama- an Aaron Sorkin script and all this. And then we can also enjoy our Zombieland deep fried tacos and yeah, <laughs> yeah. fun movies. And uh, to me, that doesn't make the fun movies any less of a movie. Like, no, it's, I agree. It's all different. And I, I, it's just you would never have this debate about songs. You would never be like uh, you, pop, pop music, but, but, you, but, you, but you would never just say it's not a song. It's not oh, a sure, song, right? Sure, okay. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. You wouldn't be like, it's yeah, first yeah, yeah. movie, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but you would, you would to never say it's. You not. would never say that, like, oh, it's so catchy. It's just, it's it, just trash. That's it's, not a. Song. It's not even. It's no. It ceases to be a song. Yeah. That makes sense. It's, yeah. it's, it's. I don't get how more. And I guess maybe it's because some of the film community are a little more elitist but i'm just saying how are more people not just like you sound so snobby to me it sounds like total snobbery it's just i agree like come on guys like i get it they're not making movies you want to (laughs) see but look at the box office and look at the people that watch these movies you know the market follows supply and demand and people enjoy these movies and you're getting way more people to the theater remember how movie theaters were having the worst box office ever and but you're oh but i i do think i that I think some of what the reaction is to is that, but you're only getting people to the theaters for a very certain kind of movie. Not with Joker, tricked them all. I tricked mean, them, but like, but, but you, you had, know, like, but you had to trick them. But but you but you can do it though. You can yeah. make a smart. My point is, you can but, okay, make but that's a smart, one. <laughs> well, it takes it takes it takes I, I one think, to start a. You know, to make yeah. people think and say, "Oh, I like this different," and and oh, this worked. Well, now maybe we can be more prestige with our. Yeah. You know, I I'm just saying it takes someone to start the movement, and things will change. Are you saying Todd Phillips is a visionary? I saw Joker <laughs> twice, and I'm telling you what, I I loved it. The second time, it it's like once my expectations were to the side, and I knew it was going to happen, and I wasn't sitting there wait, anticipating every move, sure. and I knew it, and I watched it, and I could really focus on everything they were doing. I'm like movie is amazing i i, I still have it. like as i'm further away i still have some issues with it but i yeah. see what you're saying it, i think a second viewing for that movie is really important okay. i think it, it plays really i well. have a theory about that entire movie oh, i have tons of theories i think it will be interesting maybe patreon or maybe at some point we do a specialty episode because as i saw it the second time i interpreted things a lot differently mm-hmm. and so that's why i think you need that second i don't think people think it's that type of movie but it really is sure you know and and i will leave it at that but you know, I'm not surprised that people like Francis Ford Coppola are jumping in and saying that. Yeah, Francis but Ford, it's like the director of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, you saw that movie, right? Like it was a that was a hodgepodge of weirdness, and yeah. I don't know what was going well, on. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like okay, Scorsese. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, like yeah, he's he makes some pretty great films and all that. But I'm like Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know. Yeah, that it's his, a his filmography is compl- <laughs> not that he hasn't made great ones, but like. You tell me yeah. everything you've made is and when you body? when you allow but nobody Ke- bats a thousand. No, of like, course that's not. A unfair. No, no, no. But when you allow Keanu Reeves to do that accent, yeah, and you don't be like, we're not doing that. That's not a thing we're doing in this movie at all. Well, mm. you know, but it, you, but you never know until you put that stuff in front of an audience. I, I guess mean, the suit said the same. Th- tried to stop the Johnny Depp's accent and. 
Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. They saw that performance and they were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. And, and it's like, and it works great. But then, but then that same actor turns around and gives you a same wackadoodle <laughs> performance in Lone Ranger. Like, and no, the suits, then the suits should have shut him down. Right. But, but, you know. That's fair. But to all these director's points, I don't think Scorsese would say Pirates of the Caribbean is cinema. I mean, it's just no, two different conversations. Like, do I think I he would. A weird... I think he would. What? I think he would because because he grew up with pirate movies, and he's going to remember Captain uh, Blood and and, well, and you know what I mean, and all the Errol Flynn movies. But then and, his definition is just crazy, and, then, but, because you're making movies that are. I'm just... not defending him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I think he would say that it's cinema, and I and I. But I also like that's the point I was trying to make about superhero movies sure. is that this is superhero movies are what. Westerns yeah. and pirate yes. movies You're were totally right. when Martin Scorsese was a yeah. kid and that they were they were considered trash but now people look back at them and realize that that they're not I mean no. some are uh, some are garbage but, but, but they're, they're still fun some that are yeah. that are great movies yeah. and and uh and I think that you know and I think super the superhero genre is the same thing and I think it'll go the way of the western the, at some point yeah there are, there are absolute trash movies sure. trash superhero movies and but there are there are great works of art in there too. No, I agree. Disguised as superhero movies. Uh, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's so I mean And not just Joker. No, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean as long as as long as these Fantastic Four. keep getting clicks, <laughs> we're gonna keep getting these headlines and every yeah. interviewer is gonna ask every prestige director this I question. Feel like every three we're, days somebody recycles this Martin Scorsese. Story. It is. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Coppola didn't help things to yesterday, <laughs> but but I, it's just now every single director is going to be asked this, and anyone that has to do with Marvel now is going to be asked to defend it. Marvel, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I mean, in an interview, I just like that. Taika Waititi had a great answer. James Gunn had the same answer as well. Yeah, yeah. but but Taika Waititi for um, Jojo Rabbit, you know, he's just yeah, like I'm looking forward to that. He's just like, well, the, they're not going to call it the Marvel. Attic universe. It's cinemas <laughs> in the title. Like, he's so funny. I mean, you know, he's, he's so quick. Funny. He just thought about it for a second. He was like, "Well, it's it's right there in the title. It's <laughs> cinema." It's, you know, but uh, it's gonna it's not going away. But you know our stance, and I think it's just it's old man yells at cloud. Yeah. And unfortunately, and it doesn't demean or diminish their previous work. They're great directors, but I think you see this with anyone that gets older and set in their ways, and it's just we're just applying until it now they, to until DC's like, hey, movies. can you here's three million dollars. Like oh these are great movies. Three? Well, do, you, yeah, do you want yeah. him to get out of bed? I don't think so. <laughs> so if he's going to waste a, even a you know minute of his time, you know, I what do you don't think it would take to be, get him to? What do you think it would take? A really interesting project. Yeah, because I don't true. think it's yeah, money yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean he's not getting any younger. It's like That's he's got to choose what movies he wants to do. And I think getting the Irishman in is a great accomplishment for sure. You yeah. know, and like I think you getting, could you could definitely pay off Francis Ford Coppola to make one of those for sure. <laughs> yeah, can I? As long as he doesn't include his nephew. Huh? Nick? Yeah, Nick. <laughs> well, but Nick you better Co- believe if he Nick makes Coppola. you better believe oh. if he makes one, Nick. He is made gonna, two. Well, yeah, ghost writer, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, if Francis Ford Coppola is directing, you better believe <laughs> Nick Cage is gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably gonna get to play Superman. But in, in comic book related news and movies, we've got two new cast members for Matt Reeves Batman. Oh yeah. We've got Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, which great. I think is brilliant. Yeah. I think uh, she's got a great look for, for Selena Kyle. It's interesting. I, I feel like there are certain characters that you can there's no like distinct race that they need to be and i feel like selena kyle is never one of those i've never actually also drawn her from time to time like a latino or Uh, like definitely like like a not white right not white yeah in the in the dave mazzichelli frank miller year one she definitely has a different 
look yeah. than uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. But I've never thought of Catwoman as being like, that character has to be white. Nope. I mean, I guess I don't think that way for most characters, unless it has to do with the story. You right, know? right, right. But I, it's just like, I've never thought of that. And to, I guess, fans' credits, and I know that you jumped out ahead of it, like, uh, oh boy, yeah. here comes the... But I didn't, I haven't really heard any. I, that's the one, I'm actually surprised that, I mean, with Jeffrey Wright and Zoe Kravitz. Well, I think the races are okay with the race... I think the racists are okay with the casting because she's a thief. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Geez. I mean, yeah. God forbid the cop is, you know. When, when, they, when, when they that make... casting came down, I was like, I'm sorry, can someone let me know? Am I supposed to be outraged that <laughs> that they cast a black actress to play a thief or that they cast a black actress in a white role? <laughs> I, I don't know which I'm supposed to be upset about I don't about know anymore. where I'm supposed to fall on this too, whole thing. I'm too bored to care. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, luckily, uh, again, I haven't really heard the outrage. I've heard a lot of support from other for actors, both of, them, for of course. Jeffrey Wright and her. Well, Jeffrey Wright's so amazing. I think that, I guess there's people that don't watch a lot of great work. Out there, but for people that know Jeffrey Wright, that when I saw that, I'm like, no brainer. Yep, like he is going to do an amazing job with that role. Just don't, just let him. Don't put a hairpiece on him. But I mean, I think the most exciting news: Paul Dano as, as the Riddler. Riddler. I that is inspired casting. That is that is great. Just glad we're not getting another Joker. Yeah, like, let it go. Oh, yeah. Let it go. Jonah Hill, Oscar-nominated actor. I really like Jonah Hill's performances. He's been turning in absolutely and, like, the Moneyball type, yeah. the more serious performance. Mm-hmm. He's obviously very funny, but he's very talented. I mean, even the you know uh, he won't get far on foot with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Like he he does a good job as the the even leader war, of the even War Dogs. Yeah, but like he, I mean, he's a good actor, right? But the more I'm removed from him in the running, and I see Paul Dano, I'm like. I like that a lot better. I like that I a just, lot. I think Jonah Hill playing a character like the Riddler, someone that's supposed to be more zany and being more goofy, I think it would take you out of it because you're just going to go looking back. at Jonah Hill. You're just going to go back to that Jonah Hill goofy comedy and right. less of his Oscar-nominated acting. And I, I, and it's not his fault, but I just think you know him so much from his zaniness sure. that it's going to end up making that very prestigious movie. I mean, look I at don't the, know though because his zany, he's not zany. Like he's very funny, yeah. but he's not like he's super, not Jim Carrey. He's not super high energy, wacky, right? But, where the yeah. the Riddler kind of is. So like that kind of manic energy, like maybe it it would have been different. I have no complaints about Paul be, Dano. Just yeah. to be clear, sure, but <laughs> but. And also, are we sure that that's the role he was even up for? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that Jonah Hill was that that he, that it was the that it was the Riddler they wanted him to play. I mean, I feel like I have never seen a confirmation that that's who they, that's who he was targeted for. Right? You know, but it was I feel, a villain. I feel like if if they, as soon as they say that Jonah Hill's out and, and then Paul, Paul Dano's Dano got in, it, yeah, right. I feel like that's I mean could be the same role. I just I also don't know where they're at in the development process. Did they maybe go? You know, that's that could w- be. Was it like oh well then we'll go with a different villain and a different actor? Yeah, well, yeah, I have no clue. I know that Robert Pattinson has said that the suit is he's seen either the suit or he's seen it on paper, and he's like it is amazing. So like they're they're far they're they're far enough right. that I feel like they must have a script. Gotcha. So they know. And my my only fear is is they're going to start throwing too much at it, and it's like I like back the train up. Like you don't need like if if you're saying the Catwoman is the love interest, fine with it. Yeah. You know I'm fine with that. And then Riddler's the villain. My fear is I don't want to see Dick Grayson. I don't want to see. Barbara Gordon I don't want to you know Harvey Bullock is fine but I feel like when they start if they're because I think the rumor at one point is they were trying to adapt either Hush or the long Halloween and it's in the and the point of both of those books is like with Hush it was Jeff Loeb just being like let's just throw everybody in it so you had Superman and Poison Ivy and 
Talia. I don't think Matt Reeves is adapting anything. Which honestly. is good. Like, I mean, we've said that, but then you look at the Joker, it's like, well, there's that thing, there's that thing, there's that thing. I don't think they adapt to anything either, though. Well, I mean, I feel like that whole scene with Robert De Niro is right out of the Dark Knight. Like, that's a very specific scene in the Dark Knight. Which scene is that? Where he's where the Joker goes in the show. In the Dark Knight Returns, the Joker is rehabbed, and they send him on to, like, a David Letterman-type show, and he's not rehabbed. He's been playing the entire time, and he kills the entire audience. That scene in the Joker is almost the exact same scene. But now, I, it, it's, it's set up a little bit differently, but... but Paying homage or taking elements and adapting something are two completely different. I agree. I mean, Joker is such a far stretch. There's no Batman story that's ever followed the beats of Joker. No, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Joker is such its own thing. I get that you can have elements, and it is a DC Joker movie, but, you know, and there's Bruce Wayne in there, so of course you can, I right. mean, the alley and pearls, and sure, they took things, but they Zorro, didn't adapt the Gable. it. But they didn't adapt it, you know what I mean? No, I, I get so, it. So I'm just, uh, my fear is that they're going to be like, we're going to throw 15 villains, and if you're going to say that, like, there's a scene where Batman is punching Kite Man in the face in the very beginning, and he's like, that's your introduction to Batman, fine. But I don't want to see the Penguin and the Riddler team up. Right. You know? I have a feeling they're going to be minor roles. I think they're casting to establish the universe, you know? But yeah. I, I bet you it's not going to be him fighting three villains with a plan together. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's actually one of the things that I loved about The Dark Knight is you get that team of Batman and Harvey, mm-hmm. and it's working. And then, like, Harvey's the tragic character where now you're not, well, where now he's got to fight the Joker. It's too, like, they don't have, they don't have a team together. But, like, Batman's got to fight two villains on two different fronts, mm-hmm. which worked more than, like, Poison Ivy somehow creating Bane. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess Timothy Chalamet, is that his name? For what? Is Dick Grayson. Like, that's the big rumor right now. That's and pe- I, that's just people talking. That's not a real Oh, rumor. it is? Okay, yeah, good. it's not. Good, good, good. Yeah. I don't want to see. I, if you want to show me a flyer for the Flying Graysons coming to Gotham... Yeah. Fine. Now somebody did a fan art. It's not a rumor at oh, all. Okay. It's fan. Whew. It's fan casting. Good. That's yeah. not what I don't. I mean, he would be fine. He'd be great. People were thinking that he would be too young against like Robert Pattinson's pretty young, and so they didn't want like a Timothy Chalamet aged Dick oh, Grayson. They want like a kid. Yeah, because they want. I mean, if, at that age, if Robert Pattinson's that age, you'd yeah, you'd want to adopt a younger Dick Grayson. You wouldn't <laughs> want a five five year younger. He never adopts him. Okay, you know what I'm saying. He's his ward. Okay. <laughs> yes. They're lovers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I I just don't want to see a uh, get it get it to, get too globbed down with villains and plots. You and want bat nipples. I get I it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> the only suit that didn't have bat nipples was Alicia Silverstone, so f that guy. Oh, it wasn't that cold. Yeah. <laughs> he was very forward thinking. He was he was getting out in front of the whole me too thing. I would show her butt, but I won't show her nipples on her side. When I take a forward thinking, Joel <laughs> Schumacher <laughs> is the guy. Absolutely. That's, that's the guy. But yeah, so I got to, that's really fun. Like that's that movie is shaping up to be something yeah. that could be something really interesting. Oh, and uh they just said that uh, Michael Giacchino is doing the score. They're putting together something. The team is there. I mean, I think at this point, with Matt Reeves attached to it and the level of care that they seem to be putting into this thing, yeah. I I think it's going to be big. Like, I feel like this is going to be kind of like the second coming of the Nolan verse, the where it's like, yeah, this is Batman, but I think it's going to have that prestige feel to it. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be on another level. Could be. 
So it could, it could be. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see what they end up doing with it. Yeah, game on. And I mean, the last news what, that I was trying to allude to earlier was we have more Jared Leto news, where it's just what like this guy. Idiot. I, it's it's just it's tough because it's like I mean I since I saw Jared Leto in Requiem for a Dream I'm like this guy's talented he's a good actor he's now an Oscar winning actor the guy's mm-hmm. good but the more of this stuff you hear about the way he acts and his cult and you know just his musical persona where he dresses up like Jesus and it's like this guy I don't know if he could do anything else more to turn people off but like he comes up with stuff all the time <laughs> oh don't he here yeah. hold my beer now this is hearsay it's not like he announces right. but through his manager who is no longer working with <laughs> you know through people talking it, it came out that essentially he tried to stop Todd Phillips Joker movie. how how? He was already upset that they were making a standalone without him, and then he called his manager, who's Todd, or he called his old agent, who was Todd Phillips' agent, ah. and word is that he tried to get uh, word to the DC bigwigs, or the Warner bigwigs, and put a halt to that movie. So I, it's I, like, love that Jared, I love that Jared Little thinks he has that kind of power to stop a movie. Yeah. Like I don't think you could have a more higher. Yeah, you gotta kind of wonder like what what kind of juice he thinks he has. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, you were. Uh, yes, you've won an Oscar. Congratulations. Yeah. That's that's impressive. A lot of other people. A lot of other too, people yeah. have too. You're not that important in this. In the whole de- like you were you were the the minorest of minor cogs on this DCEU wheel. And gotta tell you, you broke. Yeah, like you almost broke the whole wheel. I, yeah, if there's one thing that I mean, you could point to that was just atrociously bad. Yeah. I mean, it. He's a good actor. I'm not saying he I, isn't, I, but but I I think that's also the difficulty of playing the Joker. Like, it's a very broad role. It is, and I mean, you really have to stick the landing, yeah, or it it turns into that, or it's awful. Yeah, and and it's it's but, it's a it's a it's a tightrope walk. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, but absolutely. I don't think anyone's ever been awful before. Yeah, I mean, I, think oh, every I see what you're saying. Single, every single Joker. Yeah. Has been perfect for what they were doing. I I think Caesar and Romero I, was amazing. I, what sure. he was, I you know, still like, think though that like I I'm not prepared to say that he was a bad Joker. He was he was a bad Joker in a bad movie. He was in a bad movie. Yeah, and it's it's hard to gauge what that performance would have looked like in a better movie. But he was methody. I think he created that Joker. I'm not yeah. saying the visual concepts. Maybe he didn't design the whole gangster Joker look and all that. The visual but, concept but, comes from Jim Lee. But I do believe that he as a the method stuff. You heard about how crazy he was on set and stuff. Like yeah, I think he developed that Joker. I think that he made these choices. I think they were his choices for what he thought was really great with this to go with these visuals and what they decided they would go with. Um, I just don't think that an actor like Jared Leto is like, yeah, I don't know, but I will do that really weird, crappy stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I think that was him. And I, I wonder, it was a bad no, choice. I, you know? I mean, I wonder if he I, watches I agree that, like, like a vacuum. It's his, perf- I mean, it's the choices he made as an actor. Yeah. I don't think that it was forced upon him. I'm saying that, like, I don't know that those would come across as negatively in a better movie. Oh, I, I mean, I do. Yeah. I, I, just, I, don't I just think I, it's awful. I think yeah. that I think that gangster Joker with the tattoos and the damaged and just the way he talks and the look, it's just it's cringe inducingly bad. I don't it's, man I don't mind the the look of him. Like oh. because, it, the look is what it is because that is I mean, Jim Lee drew him like that at one point. Like in All Star Batman and Robin, that's how he looked. He was he had like you know, he kind of had like a gangster look to him. 
Um, he had tattoos. So, like, that look is inspired yeah. by the comics. So that is a thing that is out there. I just don't think it worked. We've talked about this before. It totally. can work in a comic book. I don't think it works in real life. Have you seen the fan art removing the tattoos? Yeah, it the looks grill? really good. He looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I know. it's just that look. It just doesn't work for what it it, it does not work. Yeah, that but, character. But, but yeah, Jared Leto, I'm just like. Yeah. You are not that important. But the buddy. point is, I just, I, you know, if it is true, and again, this is people talking, but I have a feeling that not saying this happened, I'm guessing that his ex-manager probably told someone <laughs> because who else would know? Sure. And now that it got out, he knows that it was him. And I'm guessing that they talked like this guy tried to get me to stop this movie <laughs> yeah. that's making $800 million. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing, but it's like the more I hear about this Jared Leto stuff, I just... He's done. It makes you just feel like, yeah, it's he's yeah. making it very difficult, I think, for people to want to work with this Oscar-winning filmmaker. And, sure. I mean, I know people can be, actors can be difficult, but yeah. it's like the stuff you're hearing about him. I don't want you on my set. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, uh, we should probably uh, turn yeah, our eyes to know. the box office, don't you think? Uh, this is the not quite box office report. But that means there's some box office. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kevin has his abacus at the ready, Kevin. I do. I've got it ready for a quick little rundown here. So um, the movie of the week is not number one this week. Uh, that goes to the big Disney movie, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, that brought in $37.5 million. I think the first one made like a billion dollars. It was oh a huge hit. It was a huge hit. Not opening weekend, but oh, I mean, it was yeah. a huge, well, right, right. A but huge I, movie. Certainly think they thought they'd be doing better than this. Yeah, I thirty thirty five million dollars. Now again, it's going to do gangbusters overseas. I'm sure. sure. This is just domestically, but I don't have a budget. It's not disclosed. I don't have any overseas money at this time, so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think it's a little bit of a disappointment for. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. And. <laughs> Yep, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought the first one was a snooze. I did too, and this one is even snoozier. I liked the first one, and I came to it late, and I think maybe because I had seen so many remakes at this point that when I went and finally watched the first Maleficent, I'm like, oh, they were doing their own thing, and it's it's a twist. It's a different take on the It's kind of like Wicked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I love Wicked. I thought it was a really good idea. I thought it was interesting to, you know, we don't know about Maleficent. Why is she this evil queen? And I think that's really interesting to understand. And uh, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. I mean, the visuals are a little cheesy and all that, but overall... I thought it yeah, was fun. I thought it looks cheesier. Oof. I thought it does that thing that lazy sequels do where they completely negate everything that happened in the first uh, one. Where they're her, like, make her a bad guy? Well, so no, it's not that they make her a bad guy. It's that they they like, oh, remember how it ended where like, you know, she kind of had made progress and people realized yeah. that she wasn't evil, she was just different. The and lesson th- was learned. And then it's like, oh, but the but the queen said that like no that's not true and everybody believed her and now it's all back to how it was oh. and i'm like are you are you kidding me <laughs> with one line of <laughs> dialogue well, one undo, line undo you're entire unwriting <laughs> the entire movie and pretending like it's still the same world like oh come on yeah. like, i was just Cause, so mad cause that, so mad that they would ugh. Yeah, that first Double movie ends where it's a happy ending yeah. and Maleficent gets her wings back. That causes the whole thing as the, the bad guy clipped her wings and so she gets them back. She's happy, you know, good triumphs over evil and she's friends with Aurora. And so it's like that movie stood on its own. It didn't yeah. need a sequel. You know, it, they didn't know how it would be. They didn't write it opened up for the sequel. Yeah, sure. And so they now tagged it on and obviously rewriting it. Yeah. And it's, oh, my God. Yeah. So and then like the first one was like a, like kind of a rape allegory kind of yeah and then the, and then this one is mixed marriage yeah, he does he drugs her and uh, takes her wings yeah, yeah. in the first one so right I guess and, that's true, and yeah. this one's a mixed marriage so like aurora's getting married to 
is it Prince Charming in Sleeping Beauty? Like, I don't know, but it's Philip is okay. It's I don't Prince know. Philip is Sleeping Some Beauty. Prince. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. But they refer to him as Charming in the movie, yeah. and so uh, I, I think know they if all they have were, names, gotcha. but but they're I think they're called Prince Charming and both like, gotcha. referred to. Yeah. So uh, so <laughs> now it's like, oh, but Aurora, you're from the woodland or uh-huh. something, and uh, so this guy's from the city. He's from the city. You're from the county. Sounds like a stretch for a conflict. Yeah, and it was. Oh my god! It's and then and then. Uh, Angelina Jolie disappears for large swaths of yeah, the Yeah, she movie. had to go film the Eternals. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I like So they focus on Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Which I don't mind. Michelle Pfeiffer is like you know, the the name is kind of a head fake, right? Michelle Pfeiffer's the mistress of evil. She's the bad one. Uh-huh. And so uh it, because she doesn't want them to get married. She's sure. the, the mom of the prince and so I uh, and then and then it just and then is she in the first one no was she the queen in the first I mean, she wasn't the first one it I was just her it was just Maleficent okay yeah I just didn't know if they I ever showed because there was the no guy, prince I mean, charming was there yeah the guy is in there he's yeah oh I guess he has to wake her up right he's yeah he's the the love interest in the first one okay so I just didn't know if his mom I have zero recollection were, yeah if she's in the movie and I'm too lazy to google it it's for the best uh, but um but yeah and then and then it just turns into like we'll attack the kingdom and 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 oh. it's yeah no thanks that's too bad and then like why do we passed on that they're one? like and then at the end of the movie they're because I don't care uh, <laughs> at the end of the movie when they're like having this big giant battle in the kingdom with like the the wood when they you find other maleficent creatures whatever fairy she is she a fairy she's a fairy okay they find other like you know tough fairies and they're fighting and it's like i mean it's like lame of thrones it's just <laughs> what are we doing and then they're like just attacking the kingdom and and people and they're getting killed like people are dying yeah and then like when it's over and like we've all learned our valuable lesson then then bring like, out your dead they're like they're like and and in order to 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 unify, oh, no. we will have a wedding, and everybody's like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "You're literally standing on corpses right now." <laughs> like that's what just happened in this movie. They like, didn't undo it all. It's not them. like a week later they didn't like wave a wand, and I'm like, "You're legit standing on the rotting corpses of your loved they didn't ones." Give them a couple cheering because a prince and a princess are gonna get married. Oh, I have oh. entrails stuck on my shoes. See, yes. That's that's yeah, that's bad writing. To where they try to push it's a horror, it. It's a horror movie, but yeah. that's that's where they want to. They have an agenda. They want to get their Disney princess prince yeah. thing in, and they write a terrible script around it. Yeah. And that's and it's a shame because you know what that means. If this doesn't do well, oh, we better stick to the reboots and the re. I mean the remakes. Sure, sure. Uh, but that's what this is anyway. So who cares? Well, I no, kinda, I mean, this is its own thing. It's no, it's not. It's sleep. It's a Sleeping You're, Beauty reboot. They just came at it from a different. They just came at right. it sideways. Yeah, but that's not. But a, it's still. But, not but it's not the, like the still, It's not like it's an original story. Yeah, I think it's more original it, if they yeah. were to do a straight up Sleeping Beauty movie. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's it's not like we haven't seen these sorts of things. I agree. Like, you know, right, I don't, but, yeah. but that's different. I don't than think. But I don't think we're going to. It will necessarily screw up a, a sideways adaptation. <laughs> Snow White from the from the perspective of the Apple. Yeah. I just I just think that, you know, Lion King makes two billion dollars. Aladdin makes over a billion dollars. These are remakes, like straight remakes, yeah. you know, with very you little Mul- change. You got Mulan and, then, and a little mermaid. Yeah, but then in Maleficent, it's like, you know, they do this Elseworlds thing. I'm just saying if it doesn't work, they're going to think Ooh. twice. And it's like, I'd rather have them trying, and I wish they did a better job, but I'd yeah. rather have them do this 
than to just do straight remakes. I can see that. You know? Yeah, I, just, I get that. So anyway, we'll see what that ends up doing. But $37.5 million, I think, is a little lackluster. Uh, Joker, though, sticking around. Week three, another $30 million almost. 47% drop. It's up to $247 million domestic <laughs> oh, and uh, 619 worldwide after making almost 400 overseas. What did The Hangover do? What did that first one do? I like is this his highest grossing film? Oh, Hangover made a ton of money. I know it uh, did. Yeah, four hundred and sixty-seven million. Yeah, worldwide. That's so, crazy. Yeah, Joker, huge. And like I said to Tom, I mean, I think this is really cool what they did. I don't mean in a mal- malicious way. Now I'm left to be confused. <laughs> I but they kind of tricked people. Like as I watched the movie the second time, I'm like, this is an art house movie. This is sure you got people under the guise of a DC comic book movie, which it also is. Yeah, but you're not watching a superhero. You know, a quote unquote Marvel movie, as Scorsese coined it. But I think what this does is it gets people to maybe open up their mind to seeing other films that are like, wow, this is they did some really neat stuff here. The, this, this is, is like Scorsese. Let me go watch these Scorsese movies that I've never seen. This yeah. is this is what DC did in the eighties. Honestly, like with their comics, they started to take a more a quote unquote adult approach to their heroes. And I feel like as I was watching this, I was like, well, if if this works and it has. I could I could see them kind of starting to splinter off into more. Uh, I, I has, I'm hesitant to say adult movies. Well, people are calling it DC Black, like the yeah, comics. yeah. I could see that. I mean, like, Todd Phillips tried to do that, so Todd Phillips wanted to do his own little. I think that's a not a bad idea. But he pitched that, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa let's see what happens with this movie." Right. He pitched to them, being and now he's like, "The cost of that just <laughs> yeah, tripled." Right. But it's like he wanted to be the kind of the Kevin Feige or you know the whatever the you know the he wanted to oversee. Stuff. Yeah, and he want he pitched them. Let's call this the DC Black label, and uh, they said, "No, let's see what happens." But uh, so that was a rumor. Like some people have been calling it that, but that's not an official. Sure, that was his. I, idea. I could see them doing that. I think if. You know, there are certain characters that fit the DC Black Label more so than... Is that like Constantine? Constantine, a, Swamp Thing, yeah. uh, uh, Dream, and uh, Sandman, um, Preacher, mm. like all those kind of Vertigo yeah. uh, characters. And there's also some DC characters, like I feel like uh, Animal Man could fit, you know, the Grant Morrison stuff could fit well, into there. Animal Man got pulled into Vertigo. It did, but yeah. I think like that story is better than the other stuff that they were doing yeah you know what i mean like the the grant morrison jeff lemire animal man was better than yeah preview or doom patrol and that kind of stuff i think all kind of work in, yeah. that, in that world well we'll see we'll see what ends up uh, happening to that whole thing we'll see how joker changes the vision or you know whatever trajectory dc's on because at this <laughs> point <laughs> if, if the abrams thing is to be believed I'm sure we'll have, we'll have the DC normal label. <laughs> yeah. label. Yeah, we'll see. Because it's like we've got Matt Reeves as a standalone trilogy that's not connected to the DCU. Sure. We have Wonder <laughs> Woman still coming out. Aquaman, Aquaman is successful. J- Aquaman 2 Shazam. is actually getting ready to go. I think they said the script is done for Aquaman 2. I heard that Jason Momoa pitched an idea for is the that story. What it was? But, I mean, that doesn't mean it's done. He has an idea for it, though. How do they not have something ready to go already? I don't know. But but uh, the the point is it's like... Now it's confusing because Joker's standalone, Matt Reeves is standalone, you have the failed Justice League stuff, they've lost their Batman, and, and probably then you, their Superman. 
but then well yeah but it's like but then you have these successful ones that are part <laughs> yeah. of that that are still actually coming out and like wonder woman's ready so it's a mess the over end there. of shazam ha- literally has the henry cavill superman suit like at yeah. the end of the movie yeah it's weird i yeah who knows but uh going going through this uh number three Zombieland, the movie we're getting into next episode made 25.6 million dollars so we'll get into that one uh don't really have an overseas total yet number four the adams family in week two 17.7 million only a 42 percent drop on that one so that one's still doing pretty well they greenlit a sequel after opening weekend so uh, look forward to that number five gemini man yikes (laughs) the word is the bullet on that one swinging a miss the word is that is not very good can you Uh, i asked i think i don't know if i asked you this can you remember an act so obviously you remember robert downey jr who heard of him when he was younger right like you saw him when he was younger. i mean i watched i mean i you watched him grow up yeah i mean i remember him in like really bad movies like Johnny B. Good, where he was oh, playing man, second right. fiddle to yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, and and I, and, uh, and I mean, I remember him like in what Back to School. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he I was love, in Back to School. I love. Yeah, Back he's, to School. He's the he's like the douchey guy that picks yeah. on Rodney weird. Dangerfield's kid. Oh, weird, my weird science. Yeah. So so like I feel like so when we see that de-aged Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. in Iron Man three, you're like, yeah. okay. That they changed his voice, they changed his face. It works. What was his big movie? What did when he looked like that? Less than zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was, I think, the one where people were like, "Oh, oh. this dude can legit act." Yeah. That's life imitating art, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but like, or Michael Michael Douglas. Like when you see Michael Douglas mm-hmm. in Ant Man, I feel like I don't know what happened here, but like when I see that version of Will Smith. It's like what you know. We know what he looked like as a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, like I don't like. It, I, I mean, we know what he sounded like. All I know is the trailers, but that looked jarringly bad. Yeah, and I agree. Well, what, so the the real quick of it is is I don't. I, maybe I mentioned it on the show. I can't remember if I did. It might have just been a post, but. Gemini Man was filmed by Ang Lee, a great filmmaker. Totally, right. I mean, we've we've known him except for Hulk and the States from you know Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was the big one that when that came over here and it was like wow this guy and he's made a ton of stuff. Yeah, right. uh, but he filmed it. He did like a James Cameron thing that seems like only James Cameron can pull this stuff off. He filmed it in 4K, 120 frames per second, 3D. There are that's how he filmed the entire movie. Yeah, but why? It is yeah. made to be seen in. 4K, 120 frames a second, that high frame rate crap, yeah. uh, and 3D. Do you know how many theaters in the United States can support that type of I was gonna, viewing? How, how many, many projectors? It's like none. How many projectors? Pro- exactly zero. Is yeah. anything in 4K? Well, most are... N- well, not 4K, 3D. There are 4K projectors, okay. sure. Okay, okay so but zero I- theaters in the US. Hold on. <laughs> So, so you can watch it in 60 frames a second. Normal is 24. You can watch it in 60 frames a second, 1080p 3D. And guess how many theaters support that in the United States? Two. Like 10? 14. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, okay. So basically everyone's seeing it in 24 frames a second. Maybe you're seeing it in regular 3D. Well, first off, do we learn nothing from The Hobbit? Right. Bingo. No one liked that. Second, I don't understand how a clearer picture would make this better like <laughs> well, apparently, well, it's, 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 no, it's very CG. So, like, the thing with the high frame rate is the special effects they they like blend in better. Let's on that high frame rate stuff, and okay. so if you're not seeing it that yeah. way, it just seems like a better picture would make it look worse. You I know get what you're mean? saying because it'd be yeah. clearer, but no, it's the way the movement and everything. Like, it's like video games are done at very high frame rate. Sure. If you have a good enough computer system, they're optimized. Blah blah blah. But they they look better at high frame rate. So the way that he filmed it. 
it and with the CG effects, they all were intended to be viewed like this and no one's seeing it that way. So <laughs> apparently so it's not only just not that great of a script, like it's pretty bad and was kicked around for 20 years or whatever, but like apparently it just looks awful. I think the idea is cool. Like, I like the idea that he was the perfect killing machine and he said, F this, I'm out. So they're just like, cool, we'll just clone you. Like, I li- like that idea, like, is, is super, oh. is, is sci-fi enough? I was like, I can get, that's fine. Oh, I liked it in Looper. <laughs> but, but, well, it was the same guy. It was just time travel. But you're right. But, I mean, it's a similar it premise. It is a very so similar you gotta premise. you got to fight the younger version yeah. of right. yourself. Right. So, like, I like that idea, but, man, yeah. what a trick. I mean, I'll check At it out. At least with Looper, they put him in makeup. But yeah. but it's Ang Lee is again he's one of these visionaries like Cameron but Cameron's movies they always make a ton of money but he he did uh, that uh, Billy Flynn's long halftime walk that was high frame rate 3D you know for a movie that isn't a special right. effects driven but he meant it to be viewed like that and it's like I appreciate what he's doing as a filmmaker but the thing is if you're making a big like what could be a big tentpole action right. summer blockbuster with Will Smith it's like why did him and the studio and the distributors not talk and be like, can anyone view this how you intend? I just yeah. feel like it's a weird thing to film a movie to be who viewed put, away. Who put that out? Bruckheimer? Weird. And huh. I, all right. Paramount is the distributor. Okay. But yeah, so anyway. I just figured Paramount would be like, what are we doing? What? Even we don't have a theater like this. What are you <laughs> We can't even watch yeah. the movie right. So $36 million domestic on that one, 45 overseas, so it's not even doing that crazy over there. Do you think there. he's he's no longer an A-list actor? Smith? Yeah. He's got a lot. I mean... I, I feel like he's had more misses than hits in the last... be interesting what Bad Boys 3 does. Just 3? 4? I've never yeah, it seen is, one. It's 3. Are you serious? I've never seen oh, one. Oh, man. 1 and 2 are great. Yeah. Like, they are great yeah. That trailer flicks. is awful. That trailer is awful. I and, saw and, it with, and, with Zombieland, and it looks terrible. And honestly, some of it's the editing. That's one of the worst edited yeah. trailers I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. Where it's just where it keeps doing that boom, boom, bad boys, <laughs> and then like goes to another three seconds, and then does that sound again, right? And again, and again, it like oh my good. god, I, I hated it I hope so it's fun, much because those first two are good. Those we'll, first we'll two see. are great. But uh, yeah. rounding out the top ten here, you have Abominable at number six, Downton Abbey number seven, Judy at number eight. Hustlers still sticking around oh, at number nine, and it chapter two, so it is sticking around right sure. up to Halloween. And yeah. uh, I don't know if they have a release yet uh, scheduled before Halloween, but we were guessing they would. Mm. Uh, so I think that's perfect timing if they, you know, still make their their couple million every weekend and then drop it on home video yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty smart strategy. It's paying off and it's making a ton of money. So. That's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joy Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join our group, the League of Show Shares. Don't forget when you're uh, on your podcast delivery device <laughs> yeah. you can uh subscribe you should subscribe so you'd never miss an episode and also uh check us out on patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers so that's it for this one coming up with the next one we will tackle zombie land 2 until then you've been warned welcome to zombie land we're a family dysfunctional sure but what family isn't is this your dad my sister is gone she picked up the boy a musician! Ah! We ride it, Dawn. There are zombies approaching. Can I see? Oh, man, it's so tiny. Big time.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.